Welcome to Zichud Dafsiman Memabrei Ram Goldhar, and today we're Masechus Nazir Daf Lamedei, the sixth parak Shlosha meaning. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, on the previous Daf, the Gemara explained that Belazar, who prohibits a Nazir from leaves and shoots, Darshan's inclusion and exclusion phrases in the Torah as Ribui Umuyute. Here the Gemara asks where the Rebbe Lazar Darshan's Prat Ukla Uprat as an exception to his normal system. Darshan explains that the Gemara is asking if he agrees to Darshan this way. Rabbi said he darshans it in the Psukim Berushomer Sacher, a paid watchman. The Pasik states, the Kiitan Ishal Reu, Chamor or Shor Oseh. When one gives to his fellow a donkey or ox or sheep, this is a prat, Bakobehema, or any animal. This is a claw, Lishmor, to watch, is again a prat. This includes anything which is similar to the prat, much like call prat uklaw, which are movable and intrinsically valuable and excludes loan documents, property, and slaves. Robin says he darshans it from Sukim describing an ola brought from sheep or goats. The Pasuk states v'im min, and if from, this is a prat, hatzon, the flock, this is a klal, kvasim v'izim, sheep or goats, it again wrote a prat, and includes anything similar to the prat. Rabbi Hudeman Descartes points out that a similar drasha can be made in the earlier Pesukim of ola and explains that it would exclude a wild animal from being used as an ola. Pointing to the rest, since both klal uprat uklal, and prat uklal uprat yield a rule to include keina prat, similar to the prat, my ekubene ubene. What's the difference between the two? It answers eka the il tartin klal uprata. There's a difference. That whereas two klalim and one prat, meaning klal uprat uklal, eka prata de damle afil bechad sad marbinan. If there's something similar in even one way, we include it. Tre prate uklale, but with two pratim and one klal, meaning prat uklal uprat, if there's something similar in two ways, we include it. But with a similarity of merely one way, we do not include it. The Rush explains that it stands to reason that a sequence comprised of two clawing should be more inclusive. The Gemara then asks for the difference between darshning as miat veribo or as prat uklal, both of which include nearly everything. It answers with an example from our subject. A prat uklal includes both leaves and shoots and excludes only branches, whereas miat veriba includes only shoots but not hard leaves. And pointing with him, Rabbi Avo said in the name of Yochanan, for all prohibitions in the Torah, permitted matter does not combine with forbidden matter to compose the amount required for punishment, except for the prohibition of a nazar, because the Torah said, steeped. The Rosh explains that the Pasuk teaches that one is liable for eating bread, which has been soaked in wine. If there's a kazais of wine present, this would be obvious and not require a drush. Rather, the Torah is teaching that even with less than a kazais of wine present, the bread will combine with it to make it a full shear of a kazais and incur malchus. So once again, the three points are number one. On the previous thought, the Gemara explained the Rebbe Lazar, who prohibits a Nazar from leaves and shoots, Darshan's inclusion-exclusion phrases in the Torah as Rebuya Umiyute. Here the Gemara asks where the Rebbe Lazar Darshan's Prat Ukla Uprat as an exception to his normal system. Norsh explains that the Gemara is asking if he agrees to Darshan this way. Rabbi Yavau said he darshans it in the Psukim Berushomer Sacher, a paid watchman. The Pasuk states, V'ki'iten ishal re'ehu, chamor or shor oseh. When one gives to his fellow a donkey or ox or sheep, this is a prat, v'kobehema, or any animal. This is a klal, lishmor, to watch, is again a prat. This includes anything which is similar to the prat, much like kal prat uklal, which are movable and intrinsically valuable and excludes loan documents, property, and slaves. Rabbi says he darshans it from Sukim describing an ola brought from sheep or goats. The Pasuk states v'im min, and if from, this is a prat, hatzon, the flock, this is a klal, kvasim v'izim, sheep or goats, it again wrote a prat, and includes anything similar to the prat. 
Rabbi Yehudim Descartes points out that a similar drush can be made in the earlier psukim of Ola and explains that it would exclude a wild animal from being used as an Ola. Pointing to the rest, since both Klal Uprat Uklal and Prat Uklal Uprat yield a rule to include Keina Prat, similar to the Prat, my What's the difference between the two? It answers Eka de Il Tartin Uprata. There is a difference. That whereas two Klaim and one Prat, meaning Klal Uprat Uklal, Eka Prata de Damle, Afil Bechad Sad Marbinan. If there's something similar in even one way, we include it. Tre Prate Uklale, but with two Pratim and one Klal, meaning Prat Uklal Uprat, if there's something similar in two ways, we include it. But with a similarity of merely one way, we do not include it. The Rush explains that it stands to reason that a sequence comprised of two Klawim should be more inclusive. The Gemara then asks for the difference between Darshning as Miat Veribo or as Prat Uklaw, both of which include nearly everything. It answers with an example from our subject. A prat uklal includes both leaves and shoots, and excludes only branches, whereas miut variba includes only shoots, but not hard leaves. And pointing with him, Rabbi Yavo said in the name of Yochanan, For all prohibitions in the Torah, permitted matter does not combine with forbidden matter to compose the amount required for punishment, except for the prohibition of a nazir, because the Torah said, steeped. The Rush explains that the Pasuk teaches that one is liable for eating bread, which has been soaked in wine. If there's a kazais of wine present, this would be obvious and not require a drush. Rather, the Torah is teaching that even with less than a kazais of wine present, the bread will combine with it to make it a full shear of a kazais and incur malchus. All right, so now we get our simmer daflam at hay, and our standard simmon is a children's choir singing la, la, la. So here goes. The hairy children's choir who sang the Prat Klau Uprat song while Shomer Sachar watching a donkey listened in and then practiced the Klau Prat Uklau song, which sounded almost the same, were caught off guard when the Shomer Sachar tackled the Nazar to the ground to prevent him from eating bread soaked in wine. Once again, it's emotion. The hairy children's choir, children's choir, that must be more enough. Lamed hey, la, la, la. The hairy children's choir who sang the Prat Klau Uprat song while Shomer Sachar watching a donkey listened in, which reminds us Rabbi Yavav said the Rolazar Darshan's Prat Klau Uprat from the Pasuk of Shomer Sachar, whereas Rabbi says he darshans it from Sukim describing an ola brought from sheep or goats. So the hairy children's choir who sang the Prat Klau Uprat song while Shomer Sachar watching a donkey listened in and then practiced the Klal Prat Uklal song, which sounded almost the same, which reminds the Gemara, since both Klal Uprat Uklal and Prat Uklal Uprat yield a rule to include Keina Prat, similar to the Prat, what is the difference between the two? It answers that there is a difference that whereas where two Klalim and one Prat in the case of Klal Uprat Uklal, if there's something similar in even one way, we include it. But with two Pratim and one Klal, in the case of Prat Uklal Prat, if there is something similar in two ways, we include it, but with a similarity of merely one way, we do not include it. So the Harry Children's Choir who sang the Prat Klal Uprat song while Shomer Sachar watching a donkey listened in and then practiced the Klal Prat Uklal song, which sounded almost the same, were caught off guard when the Shomer Sachar tackled the Nazar to the ground to prevent him from eating bread. Soaked in wine, which reminds us, what we always said in the name of Yochanan, For all prohibitions in the Torah, permitted matter does not combine with forbidden matter to compose the amount required for punishment, except for the prohibitions of a Nazar. Because the Torah said steeped. The Torah is teaching that even with less than a kazais of wine soaked in bread, the bread will combine with it to make up a full share of a kazais and incur malchus. 
So once again, the Harry Children's Choir, who sang the Prat Kwao Uprat song, while Shomer Sakhar watching a donkey, listened in, and then practiced the Kwao Prat Ukwao song, which sounded almost the same, were caught off guard when the Shomer Sakhar tackled another to the ground to prevent him from eating bread, soaked in wine. All right, so now it's time for Four Bagabach Hazara. Daf Lamedov. So the Simon Daf Lamedov relates to the law, and we use a judge. So here goes. The Harry Judge, Judge, that must mean we're in Daf. Lamedov, the law, judge. The hairy judge at the annual ox competition, who declared the black ox which comes out first as the hectish winner, was embarrassed when a white ox came out first, which reminds us, we have a focus based based on whether hectish toes hectish, with the first example being one who said the black ox which will leave my house first is hectish, and instead a white ox left first. Beishamay say it is hectish, and Beishil say it is not. Beishamay learns tchilas hectish mesop hectish, that we derive original hectish from secondary hectish, meaning tamura, mat tamura, afil batos, just as tamura is effective even in error, of hectish afil batos, so to original hectish is effective even in error. Beishil contend that an original creation of hectish cannot be derived from a transfer from an existing hectish. So the hairy judge at the annual ox competition, who declared the black ox which comes out first as the hectish winner, was embarrassed when a white ox came out first. So he sheepishly explained that he meant the black ox that leaves first among the black oxen, which reminds us, Rapapa interprets our mission differently. This is the purpose first was said, meaning when it leaves first among the black oxen. Beso do not agree that this was his intent. According to Rapapa, hectish batos does not refer here to erroneous hectish, but to an unclear declaration that is reinterpreted. Rapapa also understands that Beishamai say it is the first black ox to leave, which is hectish, as opposed to the first understanding that it was the white ox, which actually left first, which is hectish. So the hairy judge of the annual ox competition, who declared the black ox which comes out first as the hectish winner, was embarrassed when a white ox came out first. So he sheepishly explained that he meant the black ox that leaves first among the black oxen. And he was written up in the local paper as the stingiest judge ever when he said that, in hindsight, he would have been Maktish the cheaper white ox had he known that it came out first. Which reminds us, Abai explains that our mission refers to one who said after oxen left his house, the black ox which left first is hectish, mistakenly thinking it was his black ox. Upon hearing it was the white one, he said that had he known as much, he would have declared the white one hectish. The mission is thus a true case of erroneous hectish. The more proves from the second case that a presumed gold dinner turned out to be silver, that ki maktish ba'ain ra maktish. When one is maktish, he is maktish stingily. Therefore, it is reasonable that if he would be maktish a gold dinar, he should be satisfied being maktish a silver one. So the symbol of is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The hairy mad scientist sitting in his Kavana lab. Mad scientist in a lab? That must be more on Duff. Lama Bays. The hairy mad scientist sitting in his Kavana lab, who got nervous when the computer determined the ninth animal that was intentionally named Meister Behema as not effective, which reminds us, in the Mishan Duff Lama of Lama Bays, Beishamai sought to prove that erroneous hectish is effective from the fact that one who mistakenly declares a ninth or eleventh animal as tenth for Meister Behema, it becomes Kadosh. Rav Nachman says, Kavanaso. His error makes the ninth Kadosh, but not his intent, meaning if he intentionally declares the ninth as tenth, it does not become Kadosh. Rav Chis and Rabba Baruch Hunasei, to Usav Akosha King Kavanaso, his error affects Kadusha, and certainly his intent to do so does. 
So the hairy mad scientist sitting in his cabana lab, who got nervous when the computer determined the ninth animal that was intentionally named Mice Behema as not effective, and printed a NOLAD error message about folks from a couple of Naziris not knowing the base of Migdash was already destroyed. Which reminds us, the mission relates that Nachman erred in regard to NOLAD, an unexpected development which cannot void a vow. When Nazirin came from outside Eretz Israel to bring their kabanas and found the base of Migdash destroyed, he asked them, if you would have known the base of Migdash would be destroyed, would you have declared Naziris and permitted them based on this heter? But when the matter came to the Chachamim, they said that only those who vowed after the Churban are permitted, but those who vowed before are not because the Churban is an event of Nolad. So the hairy mad scientist sitting in his Kavana lab, who got nervous when the computer determined the ninth animal that was intentionally named Meister Behema as not effective, and printed a NOLAD error message about folks who were Makabal Naziris not knowing the base of Migdash was already destroyed, called it a day when the machine blew a fuse while analyzing six people who made conflicting Naziris declarations regarding someone's identity, which reminds us, the mission brings the case of six people who made conflicting Nazir's declarations regarding someone's identity and the three-way is regarding who, if any, are Naziri. Daf Lamed Gimel, so the similar Daf Lamed Gimel is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The hairy pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be on Daf Lamed Gimel. The hairy pegleg pirate holding six people hostage who had made different conditional declarations of Naziris figured out that only the guy who reverses turned within Tokade Dibur was the Nazir, which reminds us, Beisul had said in the Mishnah, Davram Beisam and Beis, Eino Nazir El Mishul Niskaim Udvarav. No one of the six is a Nazir, except he whose words are not fulfilled. And the Gemara asked, why would the one whose words are not fulfilled be a Nazir? Review to answer, demand the Mishnah to say, one whose words are fulfilled is a Nazir. Abai answered the cases where he said immediately after, instead, if it's not Pony, I will be a Nazir, meaning he retracted his original declaration and reversed his term within Tokadi Dibur. And what is the meaning of his words are not fulfilled? It means his first words are not fulfilled, but his later words are. So, the hairy pegleg pirate holding six people hostage who had made different conditional declarations of Naziris figured out that only the guy who reversed his term within Tokade Dibur was the Nazir. After he carefully read all the fine print that filled the backside of the instructions for how to determine who is the real Nazir, which reminds us, the entire Amma base is comprised of Tosfos from previous Dapi. Daf Ramadal, so the similar Daf Ramadalid is a ladder. So here goes. When the man whose identity was being debated ran down the construction site ladder, ladder, that must be run off Lamadalid. When the man whose identity was being debated ran down the construction site ladder, remaining unidentified, which reminds us, the end of the previous mission on Davagam and Base Ambase taught here Tia Laakharov Nazir. If the approaching person whose identity the six people were debating suddenly turned back and remained unidentified, he is not a Nazir, meaning none of the six are Nazirin. The Gemara asks who the Tana is and says it's Rabbi Yudu who holds, as it was taught in Davches, that a vower does not intend to accept any declaration where the Suffolk imposes more stringencies than uncertainty. So when the man whose identity was being debated ran down the construction site ladder, remaining unidentified, the six workers tried following him down while leaving their favorite lunch of bread soaked in wine. Which reminds us that the Zemachokas were going to share that another is high for regarding drinking wine. In the missionary Shona was taught, until he drinks a revius of wine, not a kazais. Rabbi Kiva says, a few sharp pito even if he soaked his bread in wine, the Eshba Kadeo Tsarv Kazai is Chayv, and there's enough to combine to a Kazai, he is Chayv. Thus, 
Thus, in addition to saying that the shiver drinking is also a kazayas, he teaches Hetimut Starfle Isser that permitted foodstuffs can combine with the prohibited matter to compose a shear for Malkas. So, when the man whose identity was being debated ran down the construction site ladder, remaining unidentified, the six workers tried following him down while leaving their favorite lunch, a bread soaked in wine, only to find that he left a cryptic note which read, I darshan prate, so another each shoots and leaves, which reminds us, our mission implies that only grapes and other grape products are forbidden to another, but the grapevine itself is permitted. The mission is therefore in disagreement with Rebelezer, who says, a few of loving b'mashma, even leaves and shoots of the grapevine, are implied in the prohibition. The more clarifies that they argue had a darshan exclusive phrases written near inclusive phrases. The Chamin darshan klale uprate, and Rebelezer darshan's rebuli umiyute. Alright, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which stuff we learn from Mishras that Hetimut Starfle Isser by a Nazar? That's on Duff. Hey. Good number two. Which stuff we learn in the case where six people make conflicting Nazir's declarations regarding someone's identity? That's on Duff. Lamed Bays. Good number three. Which stuff in the one shot in Basil's opinion that the one whose words was not fulfilled as the Nazar is that it's referring to one who reversed his term, Tokhkade Dibor. That's on Duff. Lamed Gimel. Good number four. Which stuff in the Rabbi Yavo says that Rabbi Lazar Darshan's Prat Kal Uprat from the Pasuk of Shomer Sacher. That's on Duff. Lamed Haig. Good number five. Which of the the Rekiva holds that the bread can be starved to the wine to complete the Shir Kazayis for another to be over with? That's on Duff. Lamed Good number six. Which stuff does the Gemara explain how according to Rish Lakish, the son declared as a Nazar could shave his hair and Kermodans can be brought? That's on Duff. Chavtes. Good number seven. Which of you have the question if a son can use his father's funds if he is another olam and the father was another stum? That's on Duff. Lamed. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn that the coming darshan call you prate and hold that another can eat the grapevines shoots and leaves? That's on Duff. Lamed. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn is whether declaring a son another is a halachal moshmisinai or is an act of chinuch? That's on Duff. Chavtes, good. And number 10, which stuff does more as what the difference is between klal prat uklal and prat klal uprat? That's on Duff. Lamed hey. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.